Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on education, empowerment and investment into women's worlds to activate change and develop a deeper sense of meaning in their lives. Welcome to the Holistic Success Series. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen and joining me on today's podcast is Krista Cunningham, owner of Casey Blenheim. In this podcast series, we are exploring the idea of holistic success. How are you, Krista? Very well, thank you. So the million dollar question that I always love to start with is who are you? Who is Krista Cunningham? (laughs) It's quite a tricky one. (laughs) I think I'll take you on a little journey to answer that question. Um, So six years ago, I was living in Auckland with my husband and our two-year-old son, and I just had our second baby, and I was on maternity leave, and I had every intention of returning back to my corporate banking role. Um, My husband and I are very good planners, and we talked at length about the lifestyle we wanted and what um, what we wanted life to look like in the future, and we figured out quite quickly that it didn't include commuting and heavy traffic and juggling two careers. Um, and two boys in daycare. So when my husband suggested relocating to Marlborough, I nearly had a heart attack, but we'd already established that Auckland wasn't going to serve us. So we moved to Marlborough with our little boys, um, and I really saw the move as an opportunity to reinvent my life as such, or an out-control, delete, reset um, opportunity. And the intention was that I would be a stay-at-home mum. Well, it turned out that that didn't suit me very well. I really struggled. Um, In fact, I struggled quite deeply for a couple of years um, because here I was in a small town without my career, without my people, um, without my career identity and with no networks. And I really didn't feel like I fit in at all. Um, I felt terrible and I was was quite guilty wondering what was wrong with me not loving being a stay-at-home mum. And then the Kaikoura earthquake hit um, which was the nail in the coffin for me and that really sent me into a a deep state of anxiety Um, and I really wasn't the optimistic uh, person um, that I'd been for all of my life so I kind of um, I had to dig really deep and figure out how I was going to turn it around um, and put some strategies in place it was a bit of a desperate situation so fast forward six years um, I now have to pinch myself um, that I'm more fulfilled and have more than what I could have ever imagined moving here. I've got this incredible lifestyle and this living in this beautiful region of Marlborough. Um, and I found my people, I found my identity and I found my fun and adventure, my community. Um, and best of all, I found my, my own business. So um, I think the old saying that you have to crack an egg to make it omelette uh, to me feels more like you have to break ground and, dig it deep and rip it up and pull it apart and sift and fossick and you find a gem. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing more about that journey because that really paints a wonderful picture for people to really connect and understand who you are as a person rather than just the roles that we play because as women and as mothers and as businesswomen and as entrepreneurs, we play so many damn roles that we can get lost in the identity that surrounds those. So thank you for being so vulnerable in that. Absolutely. So, Krista, what did success mean to you when you were growing up? 
Well, as a young girl, my ideas about success were very much based on what I did or didn't have growing up um, and comparing that to what my friends did or didn't have when we were little. Um, I think our first ideas about success, you know, they're defined by our experiences and the people of influence. Um, so for me, my naive, foolish ideas about success as a little girl, I dreamt of um, international travel and a big fancy house, a, a fancy car and beautiful clothes. Um, oddly, I always visualised a tiled bathroom lined with beautiful skincare and fragrances. Um, of course, being a Casey Clinic owner now, the bathroom lined with all the beautiful skincare is an absolute must, but the rest of those ideals are no longer how I define success at all. But I did grow up with a deep sense of um, safety and uncontrollable love and a huge amount of encouragement and support from my mum who raised my sister and I. But I never connected those feelings to my definition of success like I do now. And so what did success mean to you in your 20s and 30s? Yeah, my 20s and 30s were um, a combination of probably the most painful years and the most adventurous and fun years. Um, I experienced deep love and deep pain, and um, they were very much exploratory years. Um, on reflection, I look back at those years, and I think that it was quite unbalanced. I often flipped from experiencing great blissful happiness, at which the next day could be followed by, you know, a sense of emptiness. Um, I had a career in the financial service sector and my ideas of success during these years uh, was a combination of you know, progressing my career, earning as much money as I could, buying a house, having fun, having adventures, having deep friendships and just trying to be happy. Um, but I often felt like there was something more or there was something very much had the mindset that if I could just achieve X, Y, and Z, then I would be happier. Um, I had a 17-year career in the financial services in various roles, mostly in sales and comms and marketing. And I loved what I did, and I was good at what I did. But deep down, I knew that something was missing, and I knew I really wasn't serving my authentic self. And I'd really fallen into that career by accident. I'd chosen the path of least resistance, the one with, um, I guess, the least risk but the most reward. And I did that for a very long time. So interestingly, I was achieving goals, but I never felt successful. Um, I always wanted my own business. And I, I always, um, you know, added value and had grown the bottom line for other organizations. And I always wondered if I could do it for myself, but I had no idea what that would be. So I was searching for most of the time in my 20s and 30s, wondering if I'd ever find my place. Yet at the same time, I was happy. Um, so it was a bit of a flip-flop um, decade. I met my husband in my late 30s um, and this is when I learned that I didn't have to fight for love, that I didn't have to, it didn't have to be complicated um, and that love wasn't a carrot on a string and that life could be quite straightforward. Um, so this was quite a revelation to me um, and in my late 30s was when I really started to connect with my authentic self and heal and build foundation um, for where I am today. And so what did your parents or teachers and leaders teach you about what success was? You know, I don't actually recall ever having those conversations. Um, 
there wasn't I don't I don't have a definitive um, memory of I, I really feel like I'd figured that for myself I felt it was very much an internal uh, conversation yeah that's and, a tricky one yeah it is a tricky one I guess is it maybe wider even if you're not having a conversation is it the unspoken the unspoken knowns or yeah, the unspoken that's, that's what I was culture. alluding to so the, the, there was there were people in my life that I would consider um, influential whether that be good for the good or for the bad um, and you know based on our experiences and the people that in our lives the unspoken so seeing what those people had or didn't have but it seemed to be based around material things always material things and um, there wasn't that focus on liking yourself or being okay with yourself or you know. so Krista since having children how has the idea of success been redefined with new priorities well success for me now is very much about my children um, seeing them grow up with confidence having good manners um, having empathy good sense of humor and you know just being good little humans um, my priorities are really about making sure that their buckets are filled up every day making sure that their bodies are nourished and that they're they're happy and loved I feel that their success and a good day for them means a good day for me. A bad day for them, I feel that. And so that, that really is um, my benchmark for success now is um, it's really my children. The goals that I'm walk, working hard towards achieving are for my children and my family's future. And I guess it's not about me anymore. And that feels like a huge, a huge relief, really. And if you could live the most meaningful life, what would that look like? A meaningful life to me is confidently and happily um, moving in the direction of my many goals and dreams um, that are now linked to improving the lives of my family, my friends, you know, my team at KC, my clients and my community. I think having... A deep sense of gratitude that is my litmus test for living a meaningful life I think having gratitude for my friends um, in particular who inspire me and give me permission to be my most authentic vulnerable and strong self um, and for my family who are supportive and believe in me just having that gratitude every day it kind of feels like that is my meaningful life um, yeah, the, a meaningful life to me really means having a connection with myself and a connection with people. Um, and connections, without those connections, my, my life wouldn't have meaning. And so when you break down holistic su success in five small micro moments, what does a successful day look like to you? Okay, so I've got a little analogy of a successful day. So thinking of a mandarin to me and I've, I've used this analogy for a long time um, some days are big are, are a big juicy sweet mandarin and other days might just be a segment of a mandarin but that segment 
in their own right are still juicy and sweet and enjoyable. And some days you're going to get a segment and other days you might get a whole mandarin. Um, so my mandarin segments would be uh, waking up after a good sleep, feeling energized and getting up early to do exercise or going walking with my friends um, and having time for a quiet coffee before the family wake up. Um, you know, let's be real, getting kids ready in the morning and getting them into the car without having to repeat yourself a hundred times and without having to shout or mutter swear words under your breath. Um, getting out the door without losing the plot is, is a success. Um, getting to the clinic um, at KC and seeing my team you know, really happy and engaged in our beautiful clinic and sharing ideas and just seeing them so excited about the beautiful differences they're making in their clients' lives and, of course, hitting targets and having happy clients. Um, that's a really that's a big part of um, success in my day. And also connecting with a friend um, and getting straight to the nitty-gritty and having good chats from the heart about where we're at and how we're feeling and having a good laugh. Um, but being home with my boys and my husband and my dog, um, sharing our day, having dinner together, um, and connecting with my husband, you know, when the children are in bed and planning our next adventure or social event or discussing household and garden plans that we're working on at the moment um, and just reviewing and resetting goals. If all of those micro moments could be achieved in one day, that's what I would refer to as a big juicy mandarin. <laughs> And I think some days, some days you might get a segment and another day you might get a lemon. Um, but nonetheless, tomorrow's a new day and it might just be a whole mandarin. So, And lemons are only good for one thing and that's a slice in a gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> so if you knew that these were your last moments on earth and you wanted to be remembered for some successful life moments, what would they be? I think I would want to be remembered for who I was rather than what I did. Um, first of all, I'd want my boys to remember me for, for having courage um, and bravery and being strong, but also not being afraid to reach out and ask for help. Um, I would want them to remember me for being a goal setter and being really determined. Um, and I hope that they'd remember me for the company that I keep. Um, I only surround myself with people who inspire and evoke betterment because we become like the company we keep. So I really hope they um, remember remember that and punch above their weight like their mother does. <laughs> um, I'd also want to be remembered for, you know, always seeing the silver lining in any situation and having, having a sense of humour and being able to have a good laugh about most things. Um, I'd hope that... I'm remembered for saying out loud the positive thoughts I have about people um, and being generous of heart because I think that how you make people feel is how you're remembered more so than what you've done. What you've achieved, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so how do you think we could redefine the culture that surrounds success to have a much more holistic view of success? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think that there's already been a considerable shift that's taken place um, over recent years where there's now more focus or acknowledgement on the importance of 
um, mental health and wellbeing. Um, and we've seen a lot of changes in the workplace with flexible hours, um, you know, to promote that healthy work-life balance. And I think that it's more acceptable now that, um, you know, people can get their job done. Um, if they can get their job done efficiently, you know, they can leave early to pursue hobbies or, you know, personal goals. Um, where years ago you were measured on how many hours you were in the office. Um, I think there's also been a shift in, you know, there's an increased emphasis now on physical health and acknowledging the importance of movement and taking care of your body um, and nourishing your body with, you know, a good diet. Um, so fitness and health, you know, is a, is a critical aspect of holistic success and we're seeing more business owners and leaders build this into their health and wellbeing strategies. Um, and I think another shift that I've been reflecting on is, you know, the old saying that the customer is always right. This seems to be replaced with my team is always right. And I know for me at Casey, my priority is my staff and ensuring that they know I have their back and support them in their decisions at work, but also support them to achieve their personal and career goals. Um, but when they're thriving in their personal and working lives and they feel respected, supported, valued and rewarded, the flow and effect to our customer experience is world class. So putting staff first ahead of customers is a shift. Um, and I think that between, you know, the acknowledgement of mental health and physical well-being and feeling empowered, that is to me, a definition of holistic success. Beautiful. And so, Krista, finally, what are three actions people could take to enable the energy of holistic success into their lives? Mm. I think the first thing is reaching out and asking for help. It's a really powerful action, whether it be to a friend or a mentor or a doctor or a, a therapist uh, or a cleaner or babysitter, whatever kind of help you need. Um, seek it out with courage so you can move forward. Um, a friend once said to me at a very apt time, um, you know, unpack your crap and throw it out. You'll travel lighter and brighter. And having someone to help you unpack your crap um, and helping you figure out your triggers or blockages is a huge part of moving forward to holistic success. I think... Um, the second thing is, you know, figuring out who our authentic selves are and really understanding what we're all about, um, figuring out the essence of you. And I think once that's figured out, it doesn't matter what happens in your life, that essence is there and it's going to serve you really well. Um, and part of that is really abandoning other people's expectations of you and stripping down to the nitty gritty of who you really are and understanding that. And once you understand it, own it, love it, be proud of it. Um, I have a, a gorgeous friend who said to me once, you do you, boo. And I've held on to that. And, you know, when I'm, I'm feeling a bit out of place, I always just have her words, you do you. Um, and I think that's connecting with your authentic self is the second thing. The third action would be around... Uh, fitness and health and making it a priority. Um, this is a big focus for me this year. I think as a business owner and a mum, it's easy to prioritise children and family and business. 
but putting fitness and health at the top of the priority list um, is definitely my commitment to myself this year. And I'm going to manifest that doing so will give me even more capacity to look after my family, my friends, my team at Casey and our clients um, even more. Well, I look forward to seeing that beautiful journey uh, evolve. Uh, so, Krista, thank you so much for sharing your most authentic self with entrepreneurial women with purpose. It is a pleasure and thank you for thinking about me and inviting me. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose Holistic Success Series. To connect further into our world, head to www.entrepreneurialwomenwithpurpose.com. Thank you.